Welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast, where I get a chance to talk to people about their thoughts, their journeys, and have a little fun and hopefully learn something about ourselves along the way. So please click like, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment, and thank you so much for listening. It truly means a lot to me. Have a great day, and remember, every thought does matter. Today's episode, I talked to Myra Leo. Myra, like me, was in the entertainment industry, and I got to know her through the Houston film community. She's most known for the movies Machete and Sanitarium, but we don't really talk about that. Today, we talk about how she's a spiritual way shore, a reflector of light and inner beauty. We go over where she's at and what's in her emotional toolkit and changing your story and the many ideas she has. So tune in. Enjoy this fun and very thought-provoking podcast. All right, welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast, Myra. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thank you so much for having me. So exciting. <laughs> it is. We had a little bit of technical difficulty there earlier, but whatever. We figured it out somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how cool. have you been? Oh, man, I've been good. I've been really, really good, considering the circumstances of the world. Um, I've been really good. Yeah. This quarantine has really given me the ability to dive deep into myself. And um, and so, therefore, I'm feeling really good. <laughs> yeah, as I heard, I listened to you on your friend's, the, the Stebner show, and you, I didn't get to the whole thing, but you did talk a little bit about the Myra Project. Tell me about that. <laughs> the Myra Project. I mean, it's really nothing that's actually happening, but um, a friend of mine, actually, we were kidding around and a few months ago, and I was like, you know, I really want to come up with um, I, I can't remember what we were even talking about. He was like, oh my God, you should name it the Myra's Project. I'm like, oh yeah. And so then anyway, whenever um, the conversation came up, uh, that just came to mind, the conversation that I had with my friend on the podcast, that came to mind, that name. But, you know, um, what I refer to as the Myra Project is really just this quest to, you know, learn myself inside and out and um, to heal, to heal um, whatever unresolved trauma I may have within myself. And I really, really firmly believe that to achieve fulfillment and happiness and bliss and joy in life, um, I think it's necessary to really go within instead of looking outside of ourselves for answers, um, you know, for answers to our happiness, we can look within and, I've realized since I've been on this journey that happiness totally is an inside job. And so anyway, that's the Myra project. I'm working on myself, on my mind, on my body, on my soul, elevating myself, um, mind, body, soul. Yeah. I think that's my purpose in this lifetime. <laughs> that sounds really cool. And reason why I wanted you on this is because I wanted to talk a little bit about that, about your journey and I don't want to go into all the details, but like you have and I have one thing in common. We both left the entertainment business. Yeah. And I find that fascinating. And yet then, then 
we both, both of us have pivoted quite a bit in our lives in terms of what we wanted and where we're going. And I never thought about, you know, the Kelly project until you said that on that podcast. And I'm like, that's kind of what I'm trying to do. And one of my friends who used to be my life coach always tells me about Kelly 2.0, you know, get to Kelly 2.0. Yeah. And that's what it, it has to be. And that's the journey that I'm on as well. Cause I pivoted like you out, out of the entertainment industry. I was behind the camera. You were in front of it. And that's been my fo- sole focus. And I want to talk to you about what kinds of things you do in order that encompass a Myra project. Um, what kind of thing? Say that question again, because you kind of cut out for a second. That's wonderful. That's great. Um, what kind of things do you do to heal from within? Oh boy, man, <laughs> it's uh, holy shit. Well, I mean, I'd say that one. It's so plain and so obvious and so simple, but yet so hard. Um, but really, truly, I think that the biggest indicator that we have um, as to the indicator, um, like the sign, essentially, that tells us, okay, let's look within here, um, is really other people and how they affect us. And so if other people are affecting me negatively, I, you know, a negative emotion arises for whatever reason, that right there is an opportunity for me to say to myself, this has nothing to do with them and everything to do with something that is still living within me that's unresolved and not healed. And I've got to look at that. What is it? And usually it has everything to do with childhood experiences and the programming from childhood experience. Um, And so anyway, really awareness, I'd say, has been huge for me. Just being able to, in a moment, when some negative emotion trigger, whatever comes up, being able to be aware enough in that precise moment to not allow the emotion to take me or for for me not to give power to that emotion and to this individual and in that moment choose okay i'm going to i'm going to be kind and loving towards myself i'm triggered in this moment there's a wound that's being literally poked at and i've got something to look at within myself and heal within myself and so awareness has been huge meditation has been has been super helpful for me um though i'm now in this practice of learning a ton about um feminine embodiment and um feminine energy and masculine energy and um and it's interesting that uh meditation is is a masculine practice and so i'm i'm doing i mean it hasn't it's that statement does not mean like women can't or anybody who identifies as a feminine energy can't meditate, but it does, it is more of a masculine uh, practice. And so I'm, I'm wanting to allow my feminine energy to flow more so uh, fully within me. So I've since um, picked up a little more dance and flow, something a little more feminine versus being so still and structured and grounded. 
Um, but anyway, we can we can talk about that um, later. But yes, yeah, so you know, meditation, aware, like you know, coming to the space of of awareness in moments of challenge to the best of our ability, uh, breathing, um, movement, um, reading. I, you know, for some time, I didn't have the financial resources to to turn to psychologists or, you know, um, pay for workshops or whatever. And so I was so desperate though, to feel better that I got the books and I was, you know, following whomever, you know, resonated with me on Instagram and watched the videos. And I mean, I think that I did the most healing, um, via the internet, um, on free with free resources, you know? Um, and now the healing that I do or the workshops and practices that I do, that I do pay for now, um, is really just to maintain, you know, to, to maintain my peace of mind. Um, so there's that. And then recently I did ayahuasca. I've tried combo, which is an Amazonian frog, um, which, uh, it's an Amazonian frog that has poison or is poisonous rather. And if it's applied to the skin, obviously in monitored amounts, um, it's supposed to be very cleansing spiritually, physically, emotionally. Um, so, you know, I've done extreme forms of healing and uh, really practical forms of healing. Um, but I'd say the biggest, the biggest thing for me has been, oh, this person's pissing me off. Well, why? And there's something there. You know, there's yeah. always something there. Yeah. <laughs> I find that to be true as well. There's always something that it's a trigger. And then I, it goes back for me to the four agreements. Don't make assumptions. Uh, don't take anything personally. Uh, always do your best. And I can, I never, I always mix the four up, but coming back to you, don't take anything personally. Most of the time, other people's reaction to you are about them. They're not about you. And exactly. Yeah. You know that because, and most people don't know. And you, at one point in time, were a flight attendant, and you had to actually take that and go, "Whoa," you know, and deal with, you know, pre-COVID passengers, and they're upset, and they're on a plane, and it's delayed, and not to take any of that personally. And yeah, that's a healing process, and it helps us as humans heal ourselves because it goes, "Okay, wait a minute, that's not." that's triggering this eight-year-old part of me but that's not about them it's about my eight-year-old self and you know how that person would have handled that and then once you start seeing that that's how you heal and that's the inside job kind of thing that I think you're talking about no absolutely absolutely yeah and like you just said it goes both ways so you know if someone upsets me then you know it's not really about them it's about me and vice versa if i see that someone is being triggered by whatever i've said i know to have love and compassion and kindness towards them and not take it personal because it really doesn't have anything to do with me you know and and it's been you know it's challenging um to really surrender to that you know um yeah you know we're so used to as a society i think constantly saying i'm sorry i'm sorry oh i'm sorry oh i hope that didn't offend you oh i'm sorry if you didn't you know, take that the wrong way. It's like, if we realize that nothing is personal, there's no reason to be saying sorry all the fucking time. You know what I mean? Like, because it's not my problem how you take what I say. That's not my responsibility. It's yours. Obviously, don't be an asshole. And, you know, 
Um, but if you lead with love and kindness and, and you know you're living with integrity and you know your truth and you know yourself and you're just, you know, moving about in the world as your truest, most fullest self, like, and uh, someone takes whatever you say or don't say or don't do or whatever personally, like, you know that it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with you and you don't have to say sorry because, like, it's not about you it's about them anyway i don't know if that makes sense but well it's leading with compassion when you they get triggered then you lead with compassion going and i try to do that and that's called to me that's empathy and there's so much lack of empathy right now which i can see that in our entire world and i just think all of this our collective consciousness that we've created is created a void of empathy personally mm -hmm. and for me, for my healing, I've always been empathetic in everything I've done from being a computer programmer for 25 years to being a film producer to working in retail now as my survival job and being a life coach. Mm. All of those things need empathy for sure. Yeah, That's yeah. That's what no, you'd lead with. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when we can show up in the world with you know, completely full, completely authentic within ourselves and also with that love and kindness and compassion and lead with that, lead with integrity. It's, it's just, it's beautiful. And if someone's not, you know, let's say someone's not having a good day and they're met by, they're met with, they're met by an individual who's like super centered and grounded and in grace and in love and in kindness, whatever, like, I'd say most of the time it could totally, you know, activate that part of themselves that's also light and love and care and nurture, you know? And so anyway, that's how I feel I contribute. I'm best contributing to humanity um, is by continuing to show up in the world with love, 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 only fucking love, you know? And I really do feel so full of love, so full of love. Oh, such a great place to be in. <laughs> it is because, you know, you've had a very zigzaggy kind of career in entertainment. And then you went, you know, worked in the airline industry for a little while. And now uh, you're back in Texas, right? No, no, I'm in Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean, I had no clue. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty radical. I mean, yeah, my life is just completely just unfolded in such a beautiful way. And, and I really believe wholeheartedly that it has everything to do with the fact that, you know, I've chosen to, I've, I've chosen myself, you know, and I, I believe that the universe res resides in me. So if and when I choose me, I'm essentially choosing the universe. I'm, I'm choosing God, whatever you call it, you know, and right. so that's what I've done. I, you know, I've been on this path for a year and a half to, I mean, ever since I got sober, essentially, you know, I've been, mm -hmm. I've, I've been healing without realizing that I'm, that I, you know, was healing. Um, I, I really thought that the problem was the alcohol and the drugs and that by removing that, my life would blossom into this beautiful life, you know, but I didn't realize I had so much pain within me, so much unresolved trauma that I needed to heal. And, you know, you don't know until you don't know and you don't see mm -hmm. until you see and you can't hear until you hear. And 
I kept living experiences and, and, and they just kept the same fucking thing kept happening in my life over and over and over. And I didn't become aware of the pattern until I became aware of it. Like there's no rushing this process. Like it's either it happens in, it just kind of happens and, and there's no, there's no forcing it, you know? And so, um, which is why, you know, I often tell people like, just, you know, if you are, if your soul is calling, like, just, you know, be gentle on yourself. Like I had a really hard time with all of this for a while um, because I, I'm so used to blaming other people, places and things for why my life sucked, you know? <laughs> and so I just, the concept of, you know, maybe they're mirroring something back at you um, didn't quite ever click for a long time, you know, but, but now, now I get that, you know, I get that statement. I don't know if you've heard it, but like, you know, everybody's just a mirror of each other. And, and essentially I believe that that's really the, the case. Like, you know, when I'm triggered, really what they're doing is they're holding up a mirror and I'm looking at myself, you know? Yep. <laughs> so, um, anyway. That's something that I firmly, and I, so most people shy away from that, but I firmly believe that everybody else is a mirror. And, you know, the way our relationship has evolved, which I think it's been beautiful because you've been on that journey since I met you. And we had one little breakfast in LA when we both lived there. And ever since then, we've kept in contact. And, but one thing you do mirror back to me is the beauty of my own soul. And you oh, have okay. <laughs> the truth. Uh, yeah. Yes. I, I love that. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, if it's true that we're all reflections of each other, like, you know, let's, let's, we got to look at the, our friends and our, um, like the people in our circle. And, you know, a lot of my, I'd say everyone that I'm, that's in my life is a solid human and oftentimes I'm just like mesmerized by like their beauty or like just their centeredness and groundedness. And, and then I have to remind myself, oh my God, the beauty that you see in them is just a reflection of you. And oftentimes we forget that, you know, but, but yes, that's such a beautiful statement. And I'm so, so grateful that I get to be that for you. <laughs> You do, and you have, and just the way you speak, and when we text or whatever, you always shine a light on that, and that's what I think shows me that you're, A, you're on the right path, because you know you are, but it also shows me, you know, I learned from you, because I'm going, she's done this, and she's done so much, and pivoted so many times, just like I have, you know, that it can be done because I've been searching for what you are on the same path that you're on the same kind of pro, you know, inner peace, that inner vibration. And I loved what you said. And I totally agree is that the universe is inside of me. So the more I heal myself is the more I heal the universe. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. And you know, it's so, I love the statement um, that the universe is a manifestation. I'm a manifestation of the universe and it is, you know, essentially, it's not waiting, but like it, 
its greatest desire is to be able to manifest itself through me in physical form, you know? And so oftentimes when I'm like, you know, I get these ideas. Um, I love the book, Big Magic, by the way. I don't know if you read it, but it's an amazing book. And I read it like five or six years ago. So I'm totally going to probably butcher this, but also the author from Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth. Um, I don't remember yeah, her last I know name. Her. Anyway, and, and so it, that book is about ideas and how ideas have consciousness, you know? And so if, if, a, if an idea comes to my mind, like where, like where do ideas come from, really? I mean, and so for me, it really rang true that it comes from something greater than us, you know? And so if it's of the universe, these ideas that I, you know, get downloaded with, and if they're rooted in authenticity and rooted in love and not coming from a place of ego, you know? Um, then I'm, I mean, they're living within me for a reason, these ideas. And so either I move towards them or the idea then dies and then it goes and lives in someone else, which is why so many people oftentimes like, you know, they're like, Oh, I had that idea or whatever, whatever. And really another individual ended up like manifesting it. Anyway, I digress, but the book is fucking awesome if you want to look into it. And so it's about ideas, having consciousness. And so what I'm saying is that you know, when I get these ideas downloaded into my little brain, often, you know, I do, rom- I romance with the idea for a couple of weeks or whatever. And then I'm like, you know, I'm not going to do that. I don't want to do that. You know, or I don't think that that's important for me to do or whatever. And I, and I, and I don't move towards whatever the idea is, but truly, 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 if any idea is rooted in love and authenticity and in all of the, you know, beautiful adjectives, the universe is going to support us, A, and B, the universe wants to manifest it. It just wants to experience itself. <laughs> like, I, I think anyway, the, the universe just wants to experience itself. So these ideas are being downloaded. It's like, okay, Myra, let's go. Like, I want to I wanna feel more of myself. So how can you be the vessel and do that into the world, you know? Um, But I keep shut, I keep shutting down the universe. I need to stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it goes back to intuition and which is what that is. It's the universe. That's how the universe talks to us, to me, is that it's our intuition. But I also believe, you know, I, in LA, I met this, wonderful human that got me started on this path of law of attraction which is you know that's basically rewording basically what you just said it's like if you download that idea it's just the law of attraction just bringing that to you and whether or not you act on it whether or not you act on it and it's like you said and i kind of like the the actual word you use you romance it and i just think that's a beautiful way to look at that so how did i mean Tell me what kind of ideas you've had that, you know, either came to fruition or didn't, or you didn't, you know, it wasn't a good romance. It was a, you know, whatever. Um, well, I also have been toying with the idea of creating my own podcast. And, you know, I'll tell you why. Um, that's one. I, okay, let me just share some ideas. So podcasting. Sure you know, videos, just creating videos with like a lot of um, like sharing with the world, the type of healing that I do and actually like, you know, creating 
content as I'm doing these uh, various modalities, et cetera, just to kind of share with the world, um, like, okay, there's this and this helps me or this didn't or whatever, you know, it's nothing crazy, but like, it's just, I don't know. I talk myself out of it just because I'm like, well, is that really necessary and important? And, you know, I keep checking. I always have to check my ego. Like, okay, is this because Myra needs validation or is it because truly, you know, this is important to me. And I know that it actually really is important to me because I was in the pits of hell and I am no longer. And I think it's important to share with the world or share with whomever my little story resonates with um, that it is possible to evolve and to transform and, and to transcend and to literally, I mean, the stories that I was married to Kelly were like, so, I mean, they were so terrible. They were like, you're not worthy. You'll never amount to anything. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not likable. You're not this, you're not relatable. You're so boring. Like all of these horrible fucking statements that I lived with my entire, most of my life, you know? And so the fact that now I really truly believe in my divinity and my worth, that I know what I bring to the table, you know, then I'm, I can't, you know, I don't want to say I'm fully like absolutely in love and enamored with myself, but I mean, I've definitely come to this beautiful place of like, of really loving me, you know? Um, I think that there's always more work and more growth to do, but, um, but but I'm more on this side than I am on that side. So, so anyway, so um, those have been some of the ideas. I can't remember. Uh, I mean, I just, I can't, I, I've thought about writing a book. Um, I've thought about creating a documentary with, you know, other healers and like their journeys and whatever, you know, there's just, all kinds of ideas. Uh, become an astrologer or go into Ayurvedic practices. I don't know. I just get all of these ideas. Um, and, but then I don't do anything with it and it's okay. You know, I'll do something when I'm supposed to do something. And that's just when I do it. Like that's just the bottom line. So I try to practice being gentle with myself. <laughs> I've had to do that this year, especially because I had grand ideas about my coaching practice and I'll be frank about it is that I don't have a, any clients right now and I'm okay with that because just like what you said it's just it'll happen when it happens and it's going to be that's going to be fine and then I just had I had this moment and I've, I pretty much talk about it on the previous four episodes that I've taped of this podcast it's like I had that moment where I knew this is what I wanted to do and I knew that this was going to be something magical and it is i it's you and I both know what it's like to, you know, wrap up a, a day on set and that mm -hmm. feeling. And when I wrap yeah. up my podcast, when I'm done taping this, this, I, it'll be, I'll feel just the same way. Like I can do anything and that the world is my oyster. I had it with my last one with uh, Felicia, who's a, uh, out in California and she's a writer and she was in the industry. And I, like you met her only one time. And yet we had this amazing conversation and yet, you know, so I'm just going to let it flow and whatever happens, happens. But I personally, you should do a podcast. Mm. You'd be good at it because you're, you radiate uh, a natural acceptance of people. And one thing I've learned about myself, and I think this is what you have as well, is you don't, when you see people, 
you offer zero resistance. And that's mm. what I've learned about myself. Think about that, though. When you meet people now, the Myra that's now, not the Myra that was in Machete and all these other movies, but the Myra that's now, you walk into that space and you hold space for them with zero resistance. And mm. that's the gift that we both have. Oh, well, thank you for saying that. That's so kind of you. And um, yeah, yeah, we do hold space. And just to hold a little space for you, you know, so amazing that you're moving towards this whole life coach thing. And, you know, I always, I tell myself until I do the next thing, I'm still collecting data. You know, I'm still collecting data on myself, on others, on my experiences, et cetera. So, you know, I feel like that's what's happening there, you know, possibly with you, you have an opportunity to continue to grow, to evolve, to collect more data, to understand further, to, to like for when, you know, you get your first client, you're, you know, you're fully able to hold that space and be your truest, most authentic self and, and, you know, really having collected you know, solve the data possible to really like help this individual. So anyway, we're in this place of collecting data. We're collecting data. <laughs> and I like that. I like that analogy that works for me because that's kind of where I'm at. And I'm, you know, other, I have gotten to that point where I don't care what other people think. And so I know this is where I'm supposed to be and I'm happy with it. And, but this podcast is just so, so much joy for me. It's, it's ridiculous. And I've already, I'm lining up guests for January already. So, and That's some so, big names. So, so great. So good. Oh my gosh. I'm so proud of you. I mean, you know, what I was going to share with you was that um, the reason that I feel I need to move towards this whole podcasting is because I started working with an astrologer eight months ago and, uh, or nine months ago. And um, one of the biggest things, one of the biggest takeaways from, you know, my, my studying with this individual was that Chiron, the planet of wounds or the wounded warrior. So it's called Chiron is in Gemini and Gemini represents communication, technology, etc., uh, because it's ruled by Mercury. And so, um, so my wounded warrior is in the sign of Gemini communication in specifically the fifth house that represents um, creativity and pleasure and arts and talents. And so in this lifetime, you know, obviously if astrology resonates with you and it resonates with me and makes all the sense in the world, because I've had so much resistance, even when I was acting, like it was so difficult for me to show up to an audition because I was so terrified, so afraid and so anxious. And so like, you know, I have to be perfect. And if I'm not perfect, then I don't want to share what I've got going on with anyone in the world, you know? And so, which, you know, really kept me from going to a lot of my auditions has kept me from really speaking my truth, my voice, um, sharing, you know, my, my ideas and my philosophies, because I'm like, you know, well, who cares really, you know? And so anyway, knowing that my wounded warrior is in is in particularly that area. Um, I feel that by me moving towards um, doing this podcast, which is like obviously me exposing myself, um, sharing my voice, sharing my truth, um, is a way for me to heal that part of me 
that is terrified of moving towards um, being so open and vulnerable, you know? Like, you know, our Texas, you know, legend of Brene Brown, her TED talk on being vulnerable, that kind of vulnerable. Yeah, just, I mean, I'm already pretty fucking open. Like, I'm really open, you know, but like, even more, like, just, you know, and sharing it with the world. I mean, the podcast, a podcast, like everyone gets to hear or whomever, you know, has access to, to that. And, um, and so, yeah, it can, you know, it can be a little, it can be a little scary, but, um, and really particularly because I just think like, well, who cares anyway, really? But the point is, is that it's not about them. It's not about anybody, really. Like the podcast would be really about me and my healing and healing that part of me, you know, that needs to, that's so fearful, so afraid, so resistant to do this thing. But I think that's where the gold is. The gold is in the thing that you're resistant to, you know, the gold is, my friend recently told me, you know, the cave that you fear the most is the cave that you have to, or the treasure is in the cave that you fear the most or something like that. And I, I love that quote. Um, and yeah, so, you know, and, and, and I have recorded some things here and there and, and it's just solo recordings. And I've actually had aha moments as I'm like talking this stuff out with myself. And um, so, yeah, it's just really highly healing. And I just have to remember that obviously the, you know, it would be beautiful if someone resonated with the things that I have to say um, and, you know, for whatever reason, they decided to move towards this path because of something that they heard on my podcast. Great, whatever, that's beautiful. But, um, but it can't be about that. It can't, I, I got to make it, it just, it has to be rooted in just love and in healing for myself. And if it, if it helps heal others, awesome. And if it doesn't, that's okay too, you know? Um, so anyway, that's the reason why I was wanting to move towards the podcast to, to heal that part of me that's been so resistant to exposing my light. Yeah, I think that's part of why I knew that in talking to you today that I would heal a little bit because I just knew because you have that way about you. But I've also looked at this for me, my, this podcast was about people connecting to my guests because the more you talk to somebody you know, the more you can find something in common with them. And there's a long story, but my mom used to trail my grandmother when she worked at uh, a five and dime store back in Nebraska. And mm-hmm. my grandmother was in sales. She says, talk to somebody and long enough, you'll find something in common. And that's kind of what my podcast is about. It's every thought matters, obviously. And I'm proud of that, but it's just talking to people, finding something in common and then having some aha moments in the middle of that. And, if like you said, if it helps other people, it helps other people. But I, I'm fascinated by people's journeys. I mean, you know, yours is quite incredible, but, and now seeing you being this spiritually happy person who's got this divinity about her, it's great. And that's personally one of the biggest reasons why I wanted you on this because I knew I would hear about that and I would probably learn from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, I'm so grateful that you, you know, are giving me the opportunity to speak, to speak. I got to do this anyway. You know, it, it does me, it's great. It's a great reminder to to speak about these things. So thank you. <laughs> yeah. And I, 
I find it fascinating that you think that a podcast is going to make you even more vulnerable because you're extraordinarily open. At least you are with me personally, you know, but you're so open and transparent with me. And I heard that other podcast and you were very open and transparent with your friend from LA. So the Stebner show, in case you guys want to know, it's on iHeartRadio, S-T-E-B-N as a Nancy E-R show. She was on there and she was really good, really good. And you even got emotional in that. But that's vulnerable. That's beautiful. That people like that. And I think those stories, and that's why I'm doing my podcast is to get those kinds of stories out there so people can heal and they can find that inside job and look at their thoughts and go like you look at your thoughts and you look at how you react to people and go, that's not about them. It's about me. And that's your thoughts. That's you saying, hi, ego, have a good day. I've done, I've learned how to do that now. I've learned how to tell my ego to go fuck off. I really have. Yeah, you know, I mean, the ego is obviously, it's definitely something that I think that we can befriend. You know, it's, um, we can have honest conversations with our ego about, okay, you're not serving me in this moment. We're creating stories now. Like, I get that you're trying to protect me from possible pain, but we're going to go ahead and move towards this anyway. Thank you so much for caring for me so much. It's really like, like a really strict, I feel like it's a really strict parent, you know, like, okay, mom, like, I know you love me and you want to protect me, but like, I got to go live my journey myself and have these experience for myself. Thank you. But no, thanks. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's another really super liberating, um, idea that I've, um, I've incorporated into my life is that um, I feel that I have two selves within me. I have my truest essence, my true essence, which is rooted in love. And then I have my ego, the egoic mind, or you can call it the inner child, the wounded inner child. Um, and if you think of a wounded inner child, I, I think that that really resonated with me a lot more in the beginning of my healing than like ego um, to really fully understand that essentially there's a bunch of human beings on this planet that are walking around as wounded little kids, you know, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, really truly understanding that like, okay, so I have two, two versions of me. And so when a negative emotion arises, it's usually rooted in the uh, wounded inner child. It's, it's, it's coming from that wounded inner child space for me anyway, in my experience, um, which ultimately, if I don't know if you've read A Course in Miracles, but um, a really wonderful, super dense, too many pages book. <laughs> well, Marianne Williamson talks about this. Eckhart Tolle does too. Wayne Dyer talks about A Course in Miracles. And I started picking it up and doing some of the exercises because there's like a whole like book part and then there's a workbook part part and every single day you do an exercise anyway but it, it, it's a lot it's 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 pretty dense and so but um in a course in miracle it says that the only reality is love anything else other than love is not real and so if i'm having a negative emotion that you know in my in my perspective comes from this wounded inner child essentially is an illusion and not real because only love is real 
And so if I can remind myself of that in a challenging situation, like, okay, these negative emotions that are coming up, like, sure, the situation's obviously happening, but the emotions that are coming up and that are associated with the negative experience are really coming from some sort of coping mechanism that was um, learned at a young age to cope with whatever difficult situation was going on, you know, as, as children. And so, but ultimately, even then, when we were children and maybe having these negative experiences, even that wasn't so much real. And it was also rooted in, you know, ego. And anyway, what I'm saying is that what's been really helpful for me is to having this knowing that only love is real and everything else is an illusion. Everything else is coming, coming from a story that I've created to cope with my experiences you know yeah i do and it's funny that you bring up the course of miracles because i one of my friends here is a life coach and she is knee deep into that i've seen the book it's huge like she swears by it it's answering questions for her that she had when she was a kid she's like it just comes out and she is channeling that divine feminine energy just like you it's but she does the Course of Miracles, the workbook, every day. It's a thing for her. And, and she swears I mean, it's pretty, by it. It's fucking radical. It's so cool. I have it right over there. And mm -hmm. it's so great. And I, I really need to pick it up again. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've learned so much. So, 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 so much. And one of the biggest um, principles it's rooted in is, you know, whatever, anything that's, Oh, I'm going to butcher it. Let me bring it. <laughs> That's fine. Um, it's so, so good. So good. Let's see here. So this course can therefore be summed up very simply in this way. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. So what does that mean? Nothing real can be threatened. So you know how oftentimes like we'll get into a relationship and we're like, oh, I can't do that because, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll make the person not desire me or I can't be too much or whatever. And we end up censoring ourselves and essentially putting up masks and yada, 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 because we think that we're in control, really. That's really just us thinking that we're in control, right? And but when ultimately, if it's real, nothing that you say or not say or do or not do will threaten, will threaten that situation, that relationship, et cetera. Or that, you know, that can be with anything. That can be with a job. Oh, shit, I really screwed up at work. Fuck, da-da-da. Excuse my French. Anyway. Um, okay. I, I'm going to be fired. And then, you know, we get, we get taken by our negative emotions. We start thinking and worrying and fuck, and what are we going to do? And if I get fired, this and the other, and then ultimately nothing happens because it's real because nothing can threaten this thing that's real, you know? And so 
anyway, which ultimately the statement to me tells me that I've just got to be in trust, you know, obviously if it's rooted in love, like this doesn't, I don't think it works if it's not rooted in love. Like <laughs> if you right. go rob a bank and you're like, Oh, if this is real, like I won't be. Yeah. Right. That's not rooted. <laughs> that's, not, that's not rooted in love. I don't think. Um, anyway. No. And then, the other statement nothing unreal exists so if it's not real it's not going to exist in your timeline you know and so so those two statements have been really powerful for me um to really learn to detach myself yeah i think that as part of the human condition is is this attachment thing that we have like you know we we marry ourselves to people places and things all the time like we, we put ourselves in boxes all the time. Like we, we can't see past our experience when in fact the universe has unimaginable shit around the corner for us, like unimaginable, but we put ourselves in these boxes and we attach ourselves. No, no, no. I'm going to keep this relationship because what if I am, you know, I'm older and, and I'm getting gray hair and um, you know, I, I'll never manifest a, a man like him and, yada 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 and so you know this is it for me and it's got to be it and we're just like you know mm -hmm. clinging on to this individual or or a, a place or or you know a you know career no no this is all like you know with my acting for so long I kept clinging on to the acting because I just I kept putting myself in this box I, I couldn't see beyond or I, I just couldn't see beyond the box really you know and and so I, I didn't, I, I was mortified, miserable when I decided I didn't want to move towards the acting thing any longer. Uh, but I was miserable because I could, I still was in the box without the career anymore. You know, I'm like, oh, this is a, I only fit in this box. Like, I don't see myself doing anything other than this. I'm like, so now what am I going to do? And so anyway, so it creates suffering. This atta attachment creates suffering is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I agree with you. Uh Hundred percent. I'm gonna go back to something. I don't know if you know who Gordana Birnat is. Who is she? She's a. I don't. I, she's recognized by Oprah as one of the top 100 soul sisters in the world, or something like that. She's Gordana Birnat. I'll tag you on one of her posts in Instagram. But she, she said something about that kind of resonated with me, and it says, "On my life path, I'm not only past." I not only passed the ego mind illusion, I literally lived in it for many years thinking it was real and I was not. And there's so mm -hmm. much freedom in realizing that I am the stillness observing the illusion and then knowing that who I truly am can't be hurt by anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is yep. like, wow. Like when you start looking at the world that gets rooted in love and then everything else becomes an illusion, that's so much freedom. And that's what you've, Obviously, I kept that, I printed that off and I've, I keep it by me now because she tweeted that the 2nd of December and I just, and she has this book that I use that I just read. It's just, it's not really a book that you go start to end and then all of a sudden you're better. It's just one where you just pick a number between one and 212 and you'll get a nugget of information and she goes into deep diving with it. She's actually a life coach too and she's over, I think in Sweden. Oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah. she'd healed a lot of her own childhood trauma. 
and she talks about it openly and transparently, much like what you're trying to do. And that's why I think you should do the podcast because I just think, hey, it's going to help you heal, just like this podcast is helping me heal. Not just this episode, but every every time I talk to these people, and it's kind of funny because so far I've only had people in the entertainment business that I knew in the entertainment business, and fortunately for you and me, both of us have left it, and you know that's just been part of my path, and I don't have those attachments anymore to that idea of because I used to be so attached to being a computer programmer. For 25 years, that's what I did for a living. Yeah. Uh, and when I lived in Houston for 14 years, I, that's what I was doing. And that became so rooted in my identity. Now it's not not even close, even though, yeah, it'd be a nice survival job. But it's not my identity. My identity is uplifting others, elevating others, and healing myself. Because I, I have post-it notes on my mirror with the four agreements on there. It's just so I get reminded every day. You know, don't think things personally. Don't make assumptions. Do your best. Uh, and don't make assumptions. You know, so that's how we work. And that's why we are paths that cross. Because like I said before, we met each other once in person. I knew you from the Houston acting community because everybody was back in the early days of Facebook. Everybody became friends with everybody. And, and you know, and. The only reason why I knew uh, about your acting was sanitarium because of Remy Carter. He was a mm, friend yeah. of mine. Mm-hmm. I used to hang out with him a lot because he was a producer and he was what I wanted to be as a producer. And I knew sanitarium, like, which, you know, was shot in San Antonio, if I remember correctly. And yeah. that's like, oh, so that's who she is. And like, great, cool. And then somehow I just reached out to you some way I don't remember how I did it when we were in LA and we just ended up having a phenomenal conversation at Cafe Gratitude and then our texts have been just spiritual in nature and I'm grateful for that because it's helped elevate me which is nice because I'm usually the one elevating other people so oh yeah well you know we're all just walking each other home I love Ram Dass's statement his quote, we're all walking each other home and, you know, yeah, it's, I'm here for you. And, you know, it's so wonderful that, um, you know, we can totally hold space for each other. And, um, and yeah, it's pretty beautiful how like our friendship unfolded and how we met. And, and even though it was just, you know, one encounter, I do remember it being a great one. And, it was. You know, life in LA was just so crazy for me just because I had all the jobs trying to make ends meet. And, you know, yeah. it was, I think towards the end of like, maybe the beginning, maybe I had already left the entertainment industry. And so I was really trying to reinvent myself. And so it was a stressful, stressful and dark period in my life, you know. Um, but I'm so grateful for that time, for that time. And and that, yeah, that space of um, that time of darkness, because ultimately, you know, that version of me was required to exist in order for me to become the person that I am today, even though that obviously sounds super cliche, but I needed her to exist in order for me to be here today. And um, so I'm grateful for those times. And, um, and I just wanted to touch on two things. Um, sure. We we've been talking about childhood trauma and, um, and I just want to, when I 
often talk to some individuals who have don't really have much trauma. I think that the word trauma is like such a heavy word, you know? Um, it really is like a super heavy word. Like I, when I used to hear trauma, I would think like, you know, sexual abuse, physical abuse, you know, violent, uh, verbal abuse, whatever. And, um, and that just wasn't the case actually at all for me in my childhood experience. I didn't have this like overly traumatic, like, you know, uh, piercing experience, um, or experiences. It was really just the trauma. Um, the, the quote unquote trauma was, was really just this inability I feel for my parents to have met me in the way that I needed them to meet me, which was with love, protection, nurture, care. Um, they obviously cared for me and loved for me, uh, to the best of their ability. But I think that, um, I may have just needed a little more, you know, um, a little more encouragement, a little more valid validating. Um, and, and that's so, and, you know, I, I'm not at all upset. I'm, you know, my parents, I totally believe that, you know, everyone is operating from their own level of consciousness. And so they were where they are, where, where they were consciously. And so what they gave me was what they could give and, and that's okay. You know? Um, so I, I have nothing but love for my, for my parents, um, obviously, but yeah, at the time, I think that I just needed a little more nurture, more care. And what I found myself to do because my mother, you know, had her own, whatever emotional traumas, um, herself during this time when we were children, I feel that, you know, she was, she would project a lot of her inner world onto her kids or, you know, her relationship or whatever. And so I began to deny myself for, I began to deny the things that I wanted to do, to do the things that I thought my parents wanted me to do so that I could receive love. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And so, yeah, so that's essentially what I did most of my childhood is I denied myself completely to then pretend to be this other piece of me or part of me or whatever so that I could then receive love because I was so starved for it and I just wanted their attention and their nurture and their love. And if, you know, anyway, so that was really the extent of like the trauma. It wasn't nothing, it wasn't crazy traumatizing, but even those little experiences, I mean, you know, and being invalidated all the time, like, mom, I want to be a, a figure ice skater. Oh, no, Miha, you and your silly ideas and da da da, you know, <laughs> not to a five, six year old little girl. It's like, these really real dreams. These were real dreams that I had in my mind that were constantly being invalidated and invalidated and invalidated. What is the message that you're sending your child? Um, don't trust in what you what comes up for you in your mind, your ideas, because they're not worthy of anything and they're not valid. And listen to me because I'm your superior and I know better, you know? And so then you start denying all of these things that come up for you as a child, or I did anyway, because I could, I mean, I stopped being able to trust myself essentially, you know? And so anyway, that's just one example. But so all that to say that, um, now, when I speak of trauma, it wasn't anything 
anything, you know, uh, super traumatic or, but there was enough experiences to where the programming was a little flawed. And so I've had to undo that program that I was installed with in my human operating system and essentially uh, download a completely new one. So. <laughs> yes. Uh, and you're re in doing so you're rewriting your story and the story that you tell yourself, which is where I'm at. Uh, my healing journey is rewriting that story because I've just recently used to hate my step family. And, and I just realized that I just saw everything in a different light. And that's just because I'm shedding skin much like a snake would, but, and I'm just shedding that bad skin. And I started seeing, oh my God, they really looked after me and took care of me and made sure I was, I mean, so many places and times and whatever just started flooding my memory bank. And now I just go and I smile and I think about it, but my programming before that was, you know, I hated them. I, and to shed that is rewriting that story. And I, it came into my journaling. I just started doing some bullet journaling, which I'd never done before. And that came out of it. And it's like, Oh, wow. And now I literally, I ride my bike to work cause I don't have a car. And I ride by this field and I see my eight-year-old self, which is where my childhood trauma started. Mm. And I see him playing and happy. Yeah. So great. Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so interesting. It's so interesting that when we just, the perceptions, the perspectives that we may have, it's just really, you know, we see life out of the lens of that programming. And unless you change the programming, you can't see, you can't see anything, you know, you can't see your experiences in a different light. And so it's important to, you know, like what your podcast, change your thoughts, mm -hmm. um, or I'm right change your thoughts every every well change your oh, thoughts change thought your matter. world but... yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry um but yes right. it's important to to not only it's important to change our thoughts yes but it has to also be embodied like if i'm just going around you know saying beautiful things but really at a subconscious level at a cellular level i still feel miserable and say horrible things to myself and i'm angry at me and yada yada you're that's that's not going to create change externally you know it's really truly when we start changing our thoughts but we start really embodying them really at a cellular level like subconsciously creating a shift within ourselves like really like starting to defog those lenses and like oh wow oh wow okay this is actually the same situation but it's actually i'm seeing it differently you know it has a different meaning um anyway and so yeah i lost my train of thought but um but yeah thoughts are thoughts i really do believe that our external world is a reflection of our internal world so the more we can heal and elevate ourselves uh center ourselves mind body soul the more we can treat ourselves with love with kindness with compassion um the more that we can you know just transmute those lower vibrational um, emotions, I feel the more beautiful our external world becomes, you know?
I agree. I totally and wholeheartedly agree with that. And my friend who li- who's doing the Course in Miracles talks about our divinity, and I listen to her, and I'm going, yeah, you're right, because that's if you start embracing that and healing it from that point of view, everything, then your external world becomes this beautiful mosaic that you didn't even dream possible. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I don't know. There's just like this different appreciation I have now for nature. The other day there was this beautiful cardinal that was flying um, a few hundred feet away from me, but I could see it um, flying right next to like eye level to my car i don't know how i didn't crash i was going really slow but i I was staring at this beautiful cardinal that was flying next to me and i just started crying like there's just like i've heard this before that when you can appreciate nature the universe rejoices you know um because you're appreciating it you know there's so much beauty and so much wonder but it's it's totally understandable to not be able to see the beauty when you're boggled down by negative, lower vibrational emotions, you know? Um, But it is possible to see, to see the world in a, in a more beautiful way. And, and, you know, even like, you know, don't get me wrong. I still have challenging experiences come up for me, but um I am, I can meet them with more grace, you know, with more love, with more understanding, with more compassion towards the challenge and towards myself, et cetera. You know, I give myself the permission to feel the negative emotions. I allow myself to just cry if I want to cry and also parent myself in that moment, you know, instead of saying, oh no, there's no reason for you to be feeling this way or let's move on or get it together, Myra, no more crying. No, I become that parent for myself, that parent that I needed when I would have a fucking meltdown, but was told, shut up, your feelings aren't valid. Instead of recreating that for myself, I am now doing the opposite. I'm telling myself, okay, all right, yes, yes, Myra, cry, cry. It's okay, let it out. You're safe, you're loved. I love you. Yes, all is well. Just let it out. Cry. Yes. Yeah. You know, encouraging myself. Let's, you know, feel it. Like, let's, let's let it flow through me, you know, and, and just creating a safe container for myself when I'm in those, uh, when I'm having those moments, you know, yep. I think that's super important. In as much as we like to create, and both of us are good at this, but creating space for others, you have to create that space for yourself in order to, because that helps you heal. Because crying is a catharsis. It's, it's a healer. It's one of the best healers. And I get that, you know, especially during the holidays, because, you know, my father's been gone for 20 some years. And I always mm-hmm. think of him during the holidays. And sometimes I just allow myself to cry because it's okay. But it heals. I, then I wake up the next day. I'm like, wow, I feel light and you know light on my feet and i'm okay with that yeah yeah no totally i mean and if it's true that i mean imagine how many years of emotions we've either if we haven't been open and honest with our emotions we've bought we've bottled years and years and years and years of wanting to cry but we keep ourselves from crying and if it's true that emotions um you know, that we don't process and don't 
let out and don't get out could possibly affect our physical health. You know, it's, it's, for me, I think it's like super cleansing to just allow those emotions to really flow through, really give myself permission to feel those emotions. Cause I'd rather it come out than remain in my body, you know, yes. and then manifest itself into an ailment of some kind, you know? Right. I, when I was in uh, LA, I, actually when I lived up in Glendale, which is a Northern suburb of LA, I had a healer basically, and I can't remember what kind of practice it was, but it was basically energy-based healing as opposed, and she gave me this, told me to get this book about how our emotions manifest into illnesses, not the other way around, not in like, for instance, if I get low back pain, it's usually around money, which is, mm -hmm. you know, things like that where they, you know, it's like, wow. And ironically, you know, I was a computer programmer making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. And yet I'm happier now working in a retail job trying to start a new business and running, doing a podcast, being the producer of it, doing all the audio and everything. I'm happier now than I've truly ever been in my life because I freed myself from a lot of emotional stress that I know is manifested into my body as illnesses, whether it's my back or a herniated disc or whatever else. I know now that it, that's what it was. And I, that little book has helped me. No, I believe that a hundred percent. Anytime that I start feeling anything, I'm like, Oh, I Google what's the spiritual meaning of yada, yada. Yeah. <laughs> recently, recently I was starting to feel a tickle in my throat, like, but it was different. It was like, like, like lower in the throat. I don't know. It was bizarre. And so I just kept thinking like, um, what could possibly be going on energetically for me? And at that time, I was wanting to express myself to an individual um, that I was, um, you know, having a romantic exchange with, but felt that I couldn't for fear that, you know, they wouldn't like me anymore, or I appear to be too much or whatever. Anyway, I finally was like, you know what, I'm going to root this conversation in love. I'm going to come from a place of love and just share my truth. And, you know, goddesses share their fucking truth. And I'm a fucking goddess. <laughs> so I was like, yes, I'm sharing my truth, damn it. I'm just kidding. But but I'm not. Anyway. <laughs> you got to laugh makes you at beautiful. Yourself, you know, you got to laugh Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I, but... So you shared that truth from your goddess self and then also yes. that was so, gone, so wasn't I, it? So I shared my truth and I kid you fucking not, Kelly. I kid you not. This is not made up at all. That pain was gone. Gone the next day. Gone. Yep. I mean, probably within hours it was gone. I was like, whoa, okay. I really just needed to speak my truth there. <laughs> um, and so many little things like that have, have, um, have happened. I mean, yeah, you know, Acne has been one of my greatest teachers, um, understanding that, you know, skin conditions can come from a place of not having love for the self, not accepting the self, you know. Um, and so anyway, so because I've struggled with skin conditions for some time up until now, I'm putting it out there, um, <laughs> I, um, I've 
I've looked into all of these things, like, because I mean, I've, I've gone, I've done the conventional route of going to doctors and literally um, yep. killing my poor gut health with antibiotics, and I still get the acne. So then, you know, I started looking into the holistic route and, and looking into if spiritually, and energetically, I was somehow, you know, um, affecting my own skin by whatever I have rooted within me subconsciously, you know, and so Anyway, I, um, I started doing mirror work and affirmations. I picked up the book, um, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. I don't know if you're familiar with that book. Um, and so, yeah, I started, I started affirming myself and my beautiful skin and pimples. And anyway, slowly but surely, the face is clearing. Um, I That's also, awesome. yeah, anyway, so... So yeah, but spiritual, um, the spiritual meaning for, for health conditions, I think, um, really rings true to me. And, and so I think it's, I think health can totally be resolved. Um, health issues and concerns can possibly totally be resolved if we can heal ourselves emotionally and spiritually. Um, anyway, that's my... I'm kind of corny in that I talk to myself. Like when something like that comes up, I'm like, all right, what are you telling me? And what's going on? Because exactly. it's all about being in alignment with who you really are. And, and it usually goes away. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you're telling me something. That's great. Thank you. I appreciate it. You know? Yeah, totally. And I always, I go down that path, especially with that book, because, you know, it's, it sits on my mantle over here in my, tiny little trailer and I just thumb through it when something comes up I'll send you a copy of the link to it so because I think you would love it I think you would find it fascinating and no please so, do. such a voracious reader so please do I have all of the healing books over here I'd love to add more <laughs> And during quarantine, I'm like, I'm going to read a book a week. And I bought all these crazy books and then I never got to them. And, you know, it, which is totally fine. I mean, I, I really, I've read so much that sometimes you just got to like, take a moment, put the book down and just process what you're reading. Cause the purpose of all of this is not to just gain information and be able to regurgitate it. It's really to fully and completely embody what you are receiving, you know, the information that's Agreed. being, um, cause I, I could, agree. I could memorize anything really, but you know, the point is to really fully believe it in the body, in the body with a full knowing you know how um divine we are as beings <laughs> right i totally agree with that i could i've read a lot during all of this and obviously i've had a job at retail so i've been working the whole time so i've gone to work every day since march you know whatever days they tell me i have to work and so but I've, you know i've read a whole ton of books a lot of novels else i'm like 80 percent novels two percent you know, 20%, you know, informational stuff. But even in novels, I learn about stuff. Like I just uh, finished a book called The Dead Man that was set in the outback in Australia. And the writer's obviously from Australia and obviously knows the outback. And I learned so much about 
the outback of Australia through a novel. So wow. you can learn it. Even in novels, you can learn about things. So, and it's a good totally. escape. So anyway, yeah, totally. I, I've I read you. a ton. Mm-hmm. I have read a ton and my mom just sent me a, ton, a whole bunch of books and now I'm almost done with the first one. So, Oh, nice. That's sweet. How yeah, she you... already read them. Sorry. How old is your mom? She's 86. Aww. She's mm-hmm. social media savvy too. She's on Facebook and everything and texting no. and all of that. Literally. Wow. She sent out a mass text to us, who, her and her kids the other day. Like, she knows how to do all that, which is kind of <laughs> wild. So, but yeah, she sent me a care package of a bunch of books. So I've got a ton of books to read and some are novels, some are nonfiction and, but still great. There's one called Half Broke Horses, which I am absolutely in love with, which is such a great book. So. Oh, wow. Half Broke Horses. I'm going to have to write that down. Sounds like a cool book. Yeah, it's kind of set in post-World War One, United States, in Texas, literally Texas, and New Mexico and Arizona. It's really good. It's very interesting because she wrote another book, the author, and I can't, I, the book's in the, in my bedroom, but the, the other, the author had a very famous book that preceded this that a lot of people have read, and I can't remember who it was, so. And I don't feel like Googling. I like, I just feel like talking to you. And it seems like, you know, I could talk to you for hours about all of this because you've done so much good work about yourself, about the story you're telling me is the same story you're telling yourself, which I love. That's just mm. beautiful to see that. And I can see it, you know, for my listeners, you can't see how joyful she looks, but she looks incredibly joyful and happy and deeply rooted in herself when she's talking to me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, well, again, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm really happy to to be having this experience with you today. And, um, and I, you know, I can't say that my life is completely unicorns and rainbows and peaches, you know, but, um, but I, I do usually live in my beautiful magic uh, most most days and when I don't like I said you know I I give myself the permission to feel and to and to grieve and to you know just go through whatever it is that I need to go through to further understand where any of those emotions are even coming from you know mm-hmm. um yeah it's just interesting how some days I'll just wake up and I have like a hole in my chest I'm like what is where where is this coming from and um and you know i i have a spiritual counselor she's amazing um and so you know when i'm really really not feeling well i'll I'll contact her and she oh god she's been such a huge help and so recently i was um i woke up and i had like this terrible hole in my chest and i just nothing was going on in my life at all and um and so what she expressed to me was that I'm healing so much um, that my body is trying to catch up to that newer version of me, which is why I'm experiencing like physical discomfort. 
Um, and it could be manifested in a various, various uh, different ways. But for me that day it was a lot like just emotional heaviness. And so, and so that really rang true to me. Like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, my body, my body's a little slower to catch up to the, to the, you know, spiritual version of me. Um, but, but yeah, so anyway, I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that in there just because I feel that oftentimes it can be a little intimidating for people to hear like, oh, she looks so happy and, or she's so happy all the time and yada, yada. And so I think it's important for me to share that. I also have my human days too. And, um, but you know, this, this work has given me, sorry to interrupt you, but this work has given me so many tools to be able to go into my emotional toolbox and pull out a tool like, okay, what can I use in this situation here? And yada, yada, yada. And, you know, if there's anything that I can say is, is, you know, it's so fulfilling to fill that emotional toolbox with, with tools um, to better uh, navigate this life, I think. Um, yeah. So I'd encourage people to really, you know, gift themselves the, gift themselves the gift of learning and getting to know who you truly are and filling that emotional toolbox with the tools necessary to help get through this life. I mean, yeah, I think that that's, that feels complete. That's that, that's a complete statement right there. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does. And it just made me think of your podcast title, having the word toolbox in there somewhere. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I am all about acquiring all the tools and I have all kinds of tools. <laughs> there you go. So, you know, Myra's emotional toolbox. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But that's something that I have a gift for too. It's I, I listen to James Altucher, who's he's a friend of one of my friends from Houston and so I've gotten, I don't know him, but I've gotten to know who he is. And he always talks about ideas and writing down 10 ideas a day. And I'm good at looking at other and fracturing, you know, like, you know, from the Hollywood days, it's easy for us to go read somebody else's script because that's not your baby. So it's easy for me to fracture ideas of other people's and then give them something just as not the answer, but a jumping off point of what they think they should do. And I've done that very, pretty much. That's why I'm a coach. And that's, I've done that pretty much everywhere I've gone. Even working in retail, I help people do that and see and use ideas. Like I have a friend that is in LA and I basically told her she needs to do a, a pet sitting job so she can do dog walking, whatever. She's been doing it ever since they her and her boyfriend moved to LA in January of 2014. And when I got there, I gave her that idea because I said, I needed somebody to watch, you know, my dog and cat then. And that's what manifested. And she's still, she's still doing it to this day. Awesome. Yeah. So, just what I do is I see things that other people may not be able to see because, and being, trying to be a, a better mirror to them. 
just like with you, you've been a very, a very good mirror for my soul. So I'm mm -hmm. trying to receive those gifts and go, yeah. Cause I'm now throughout this whole conversation, I'm thinking about my story and what I'm, and what I'm telling myself. And that's a big thing for me is what my story is and mm -hmm. how I'm healing it. Yeah. How I'm rewriting it. Yeah. You know, we fly the, we fly the plane. We fly the plane and we can totally, we have the ability to rewrite in any given moment, you know, the story, whatever it is. Um, and it's so interesting how so much of life is just really a story. So much of it is just really like, there's just a story. <laughs> life is just a story we tell ourselves. It really is. And if you, you have the magic to be able to change that story though. We all have no. that. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's not, you know, it's, it, it, it requires a, a, you know, certain amount of work, but it's a, the most rewarding work ever that you could ever <laughs> possibly do in this lifetime that, you know, tending to your soul, um, your mind, your body um, is for me anyway. It's been the most fulfilling, the most, most fulfilling and rewarding. Um, and by, by doing, by tending to, to myself, I'm able to, like you said earlier on um, in the conversation, when you can love yourself, um, that's how you are able to love others, you know? And so if I'm fully full, I can be full for others you know um but there's if if i'm only half of myself then i'm only able to present half of myself to others you know and i don't want to just be half of myself anymore i want to be fully full um yeah this life is actually really short and so i think anyway and um and if i'm if I have been given the beautiful gift of being a part of this lifetime, I might as well uh, do everything that's in my control and in my power to live the most beautiful, most m magical, miraculous life possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we can wrap this up, kid. What do you think? All right. Sounds good. Yeah, we pro I probably rambled on and on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> oh, that's fine with that. I'm glad I could talk to you. There's so much that I want to explore, but I also know, A, I'm getting hungry, and B, I just think there's so much I could talk to you about, but that's just how we've always talked to each other since that fateful day in Cafe Gratitude in L.A. That's just did a deep dive into a lot of spiritual talk there. I remember that very well. And I just, I, there's still so much I want to unearth, but I also want to strongly encourage you to embrace your goddessness and get that podcast going. Cause I think people would love to hear your story and what you've learned and how you can heal. That you just, I think you have a powerful message because you been there, done that, bought the t-shirt and paid for it. And yet here you are with this 
beautiful, happy view of life, even though I know both of us, you know, my life isn't perfect, but I know 80% of the time it, it's just beautiful rainbow. Yeah. You're embracing that too. Oh, well, yay for us. I'm so excited right. for us and, you know, um, stay in touch and thank you again so, so much for, for having me on and, and, you know, thank you for what you're doing here with yourself and with your, uh, with your guests. And it's, it's just so beautiful that you, you know, you're moving towards, um, this whole world and it's just really, really wonderful to see other humans, um, choose themselves time and time again. Um, it's really, really wonderful. And so, yeah, I'm sending a big hug to you so much love and, and we shall be in touch. We will. We always are. So anyway, thank you again for being on my show. I really appreciate it. This is so much to digest. So that's going to be great to edit this and have some fun with it. Yeah, it is a lot. Like I'm like, I, I think I was starting to ramble there towards the end because it's, it's all it's good. A, a lot of talking going on. <laughs> I'm good I with it. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, <laughs> I want the, that's what I want it to be. I don't want it to be scripted content. I want it to be free flowing, whatever comes to your mind and let it flow. Like the, Yeah, that's so much. It feels so good and authentic and natural and in flow. I loved it. It was it's so great. Um, but all right. Well, send, sending you lots of love. I'll talk to you soon. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye. Bye.